Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, uh, Linda Gross. I am so excited to have you here today. I wanted to introduce our uh, topic today, Nice Guys Don't Get Laid. I'm going to have my guest and author and funny guy, Marcus Melaton, who has clocked in over 1,000 radio interviews, including spots on Geraldo, Montel, Lisa, and women are not vending machines that you can just drop kindness coins into um, until sex falls, falls out. So I want you to listen today to find out why nice guy doesn't work and what you can do about it. So you can get uh, his book, uh, Marcus's book, Nice Guys Don't Get Laid on Amazon. Um, you can also click on my Facebook fan page. I have the links all ready for you to go, and you'll be all set, okay? If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about why I broke up with you part one on January 18, and why I broke with broke up with you on uh, part two on last week's show, and in addition to breakup reasons, we also talked about, last week we also talked about how to get over a breakup, the perfect breakup line, and five basic rules to breaking up like an adult. So that was last week's show. So you can catch last week's show and any and all of my archive show so easy. All you have to do is go to Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate, Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate, and you can listen to any and all of my shows. We're also on the TuneIn app for the archive shows, and brand new as of this week, yes siree Bob, you can uh, download on iOS my new mobile app. So you don't have to fiddle around with, oh my gosh, where's Linda's link, and how do I get to the website? And how do I get to her fan page? You can just download the, the mobile app, and now you will be all set. So uh, when you go to the search bar, just type in Linda Gross, and my show should come up, the Men's Advocate Show. Same name as, as the show here, and it should come up. And you will now see the uh, on-demand library the Listen Live button, you can click on it, bam, you're going to be in right away. You'll also have other information like my Amazon page, how to get my books, my coaching, my website, uh, my blogs, anything and everything you want to know about Linda Gross is on this app. So let me know what you think about it, download it. For those of you who are Android uh, users, it's coming soon. So stay tuned. Um, hopefully in the coming weeks, we'll have um, the Android app ready for you as well. All right, so let's hop into our guest. He is uh, Marcus Melaton. And, and coverage of his books also included USA Today, LA Times, New York Times, Washington Times, uh, Men's Fitness Magazine, Maxim, and so much more. He's not only been interviewed here uh, in the U.S., but also internationally, including England, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. Wow. He has a degree in computer science from the University of Louisiana. He's got an MD MBA from the University of Georgia and 30 years in aerospace, including Rockwell International, Panasonic Avionics, and Texas Instruments. Um, his employment also included being an Air Force officer. Now he's highly successful at a well-known national realty firm, dealing in investment properties. Um, you can catch his book that we're going to talk about today, Why nice, nice Guys Don't Get Laid. And in addition to that book, he's got he's very proficient. He's got several other books, uh, Hunt, Hunting for Lawyers, Pete the P.O. Postal Worker, and Adventures of the Adventures of Liberal Man. He's currently living in Texas. And Marcus is married with four children. So let's give a warm welcome to Marcus Melaton. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, glad to be here. <laughs> when did okay. you put me on Facebook? Was it a couple of days ago? I'm sorry, one more time? Uh, you said you put the uh, the book or, or uh, a link on Facebook a couple of days ago? or 
Yes, uh, actually it went up today. But um, okay. so for the, it's very easy to find my Facebook page. Uh, same name as the show. Just Google Facebook, the Men's Advocate Show, okay. and uh, our listeners here can yeah. uh, click on the Facebook link, and it has you know your books on there. So mm-hmm. it's very easy to find. Oh, the reason I mentioned it was that um, I suddenly got an order from Amazon to refill their stock uh, today. Oh, nice. And, uh, and I just filled it not, not too long ago, and I thought, what did that? And then when I heard you talking about the Facebook page, I think that you must have had an impact. You must have some followers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sure. I hope uh, it's successful for you. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why to be on the show, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get To get new uh, eyeballs on your books. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've always enjoyed this conversation, this type of a conversation. I, I grew up with, I had four sisters, a mother, of course. Um, I was always around women, and I was totally unsuccessful at dating. And uh, and you would have thought I would have had a lead run into that. Um, yeah. And, and so this was something, I'm, I was an engineer, so um, I was trained to be an engineer, and so I just had to have the diagram, how does this all work? I didn't understand it. So what I did was I followed around some guys that were not your natural bad boys, you know, the guys that really attract women. You kind of think they've got money, they're famous, they're really good looking, you know, it's that kind of thing, position of power or something, those kind of things. You can't, not everyone can have those. I wanted to right. know what drew them to men that had nothing. And so one of the guys was in his fifth year of college and was switching his major again to drama. Mm-hmm. Um, he was um, didn't own a car, uh, couldn't hold a job, uh, had a drinking problem, and then there was mm-hmm. another guy who had a um, cocaine habit. Um, also was in and out of college, couldn't decide on an, on a degree, couldn't hold a job, didn't own a car, wasn't particularly good looking, but he always had women around him. And so I just used them as kind of that base element. You know, what is it that that they had that that drew women, but they didn't deserve it. Um, and that's how I came up with the book. I just came up with the book was, you know, if you can become that disaster women search for, you've got it made. So my book is to teach men how to become that disaster. So you think women really want it, want disaster? They don't want it. They don't beg for it. But they go for it. And, it's, uh, and, it, and it just didn't make, well, that's the other part, the logic. It didn't make sense to me. Um, you know, we, when we spoke before, um, the, you know, you usually think that uh, I'll, I'll hear women that will read about my book and they'll say, well, you know, you're talking about women that aren't educated, aren't very smart, don't know what they're doing, have problems. And then I'll just come up and say, you know, well, how did Arnold Schwarzenegger get married? You know, uh, he didn't marry someone He barely even spoke English, right? Yeah, he wasn't from this English. country. <laughs> the Kennedys, you know, have had a long, long history, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in America. Um, American uh, culture and politics and what have you, and he was darned and determined to marry a Kennedy, and he did. And he did. And she had, she was educated, she was a news person, smart, and she, and everyone knew the reputation. Everyone saw it coming, and she chose him. And she chose him when she could have chosen many men who would have been attracted to her because of who she was. Um, and, and so that's kind of an example of the fact that this is a guy who was a known quantity, and she chose him over others, and she chose him over others who are probably much better suitors, much better people to be married to, faithful, those kinds of things. So as a joke, I'm teaching guys, well, you got to get a drinking problem. you got to come up with a problem that she's got to resolve <laughs> and fix, you know? And, uh, and, and I'll tell you one, one statement this guy gave me. He said, women mistake arrogance for confidence. Now, everybody loves confidence. When, they see, when you see someone who's confident, man or woman, you, you're just impressed with a person with confidence. But there's something called confidence without merit, which is a term I developed, which is basically this guy's got all the confidence in the world, but really he's just arrogant. He says what he wants, does what he wants, when he wants to, even though he shouldn't, even though everyone doesn't want him to. And women will look at that and think he's a powerful guy. He can protect me. Look at him. He's so confident. And most of the guys around him think he's a jerk. And yet he attracts women. Right. You know what? Your findings are very parallel to my findings. I have a book as well. 
spell the name of my book also on Amazon. It's called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. I also have a chapter on nice guys. Uh, it's chapter four, actually. And I don't believe in nice guy because nice guy doesn't work. I know a lot of young men are brainwashed by their moms and their aunts aunts and their grandmas and you know <laughs> any one of the and, and exactly right. that you know from. you know honey you need to be a nice guy well it doesn't work so it's not that we want a bad guy but you're absolutely right it's the confidence gene that we look for it's a biological need that we have and way back you know from caveman days that in general, Mother Nature made men bigger, badder, stronger, faster than we are to protect the women and children in case there's a threat. It could be a weather threat like a hurricane or an avalanche or a flood or something like that, or it could be a threat from maybe there's a predator to the camp, maybe there's an animal like a, a lion or a bear or something like that. So we are looking for this confidence gene. And it's we need confidence like we need air. So it seems like the guys who are the proverbial nice guys, we are not certain whether you have that gene or not. And, you know, you're not going to rescue us if a 9-11 happens or, you know, some riot breaks out or, you know, that's probably the first person that's going to run under the chair and cry like a little girl. So we can't have that. We can't be around that type of guy no matter what, how your mother has taught you to be that guy. We, right. we just can't have it. No. So, and then, you know, they take them out to eat. Oh, take her out to dinner. Do something. You know, be nice to her. Um, it, you won't be respected if, if a woman says something you disagree with and you just let it go. You know, disagree. Yeah. You know, show that you've got a backbone. And because um, uh, the, the, what's interesting about the bad boys is they always turn things around. It's always about them. And so it, they always have to get everything back to it's always about them. Um, I mean, if and I, I, I hear about this quite often. You'll have uh, a woman dating a bad boy. He's, had, he's got a police record. He gets into trouble a lot. She starts to get swayed. Maybe she's starting to leave him. Next thing you know, mm -hmm. he's in jail for something. She's running back trying to bail him out. You know, everything comes back to him. It's got to be about him. She never comes to him with her problems because she's got to deal with his problems. And, and he <laughs> turns busy, all that around. Busy. Yeah, and so you, you have, you'll, you'll watch these women try and satisfy these guys like this when they can't be satisfied. They have no respect for them. And, um, and, and it drives the men nuts because they're, they, they've heard that you're supposed to be nice and you're supposed to do the right thing and take her out and be polite and all these other things. You see these guys not doing any of this, and they're in demand. And, and it didn't make sense. And so that was that was the element that I was looking for. Was what was it? It was that that fake confidence. And and you're right, exactly. That you're being nice. You're being sweet. She thinks you're not going to stand up for. When it's likely, when it's more likely, you would stand up for her than the guy that she's attached to, because he would walk away. It's not about him. He's not going to fight for her. He's not going to protect her. He's going to step away. Why should he get hurt just for her? Right. And yeah. so. Where it's, it's something where completely, um, they, they've completely evaluated the male incorrectly. Guys, a lot of times, you know, you should reference men. You know, say, what's this guy like? Do you think he likes me? Do you think he's good for me? Do you think, you know, a man's going to tell you what another guy's like. He'll likely say, yeah, the guy's a jerk. Don't you see this coming? Or her girlfriends will tell her that, you know. And yet she'll stay with him and she'll give her girlfriends up rather than give him up and give her friends up rather than give him up. And then when it all comes crashing down and he beats on her after she's lived with him for 10 years, um, then, you know, it, then she steps out, she sees her friends again, and they're going, you know, we couldn't deal with you anymore. We couldn't have you around. You didn't want us around. You know, and they gave up, they give up everything for this guy. And you see this, you see this a lot. Um, sometimes, and the worst part of it, sometimes the, the person that they end up cheating with is her best girlfriend, too. Because yeah. she looks at it and goes, well, I'm the one for him because she can't seem to handle him. He'll change for me. Right. You know, right. and it's a competitive thing. Like, I can attract him. I can make him be good. I can make him stick around the house. You know, it's, uh, you know, and, and so I would see that. You know, I, I can that do what others, other women who've come before me haven't been able to do. 
Like mm-hmm. she's the magic one that, yeah, that, that you know, has the secret code or something. Yeah. No, <laughs> of course, that never woman. happens that way. But yeah. but that's no, what no, women it's, think. It's awful that, that they're see. they're the they're the ones that are gonna put in the ma- magic b- bullet that finally works. Yeah, it was a Sandra Bullock. Um, here she is, another person could have gone out and choos- chosen any man off the street, and she chooses a man yeah. who's known to fool around. And things went the way they were going to go, and she's shocked. Nobody else is. Um, was she stupid? Was she not very good looking? Didn't have many choices, you know. So it's a, um, it, yeah. you know, this is just something that that repeats itself. And not all women are like this. And believe me, men make lots of bad decisions. We're just talking about women at the moment, but we're we're not a prime example of making the right decisions on relationships. But this is just something that I kept seeing over and over again. And yet, in the news, you would constantly see it's men's fault for relationships. Men destroy relationships. Oprah shows were built on this. You know, is that guys are the problem in the world. Guys are the guys that, you know, they're the ones that ruin the relationships. And my deal was, you selected this guy. Now you're complaining about the guy you selected. And that's what they were doing on stage on Oprah shows, was that they were displaying the fact that they made bad choices, but they were blaming it on all men, not on the man that they chose. Right, because, you know, the woman doesn't want to take ownership that she had, you know, she she had part in this selection process. You know, she doesn't yeah. want to be, you know, guilty or take the blame for that, take the hit for that. So that's yeah, why it's, it's easy you know, to, to generalize that all men yeah. are bad or mm-hmm. all men are this way when, of course, that's not the case at all. No, you know. And, Maybe and your choosing so, mechanism was faulty. <laughs> so I saw this. And, you know, and like, when I, like, you know, when like I first the had the Maria Schreiber's of the world, or, you yeah, know, she didn't you know, choose I mean, well. No, you know, and, and could, did she have, was she lacking choices? Was she not very intelligent, not well-educated, not very good-looking? She had everything going for her, and she had, a, she had a, a family history that should have shown her that this is what this guy was, especially after everyone told her he was like this, and she just still, you know, bit the hook, and that was it, you know? And, uh, right. you know, so it was, uh, it, it's something that, that we saw over and over again, but you would always see that it was men causing these bad relationships, and... What happens is men are out there, and they watch this happen over and over again, and they start to learn from the bad boy. Well, you know, if I cheat, who cares? Because she comes back to him. You know, if I, if I lie to her, if, I, um, you know, if, I, if I'm indifferent to her needs, you know, it's those things. You, you, you end up learning from people who are successful, and we're ending up learning from people who are not very good people. So do you think a bad boy becomes a bad boy because inherently, you know, I don't know, they came from very meager beginnings or they didn't have an education or whatever or their family circumstances, maybe socioeconomically, you know, they were on the lower end of the spectrum. Do you think inherently these bad boys are bad boys or, you know, is it someone that is is a little bit more astute that's looking around to say, hey, the bad boy syndrome actually does work. Let me see if I can copycat some of these methods. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's a really good question, what you're saying, because I've seen it from, from uh, people who are wealthy and poor. I've seen it on all sides. What I have seen, I've seen within a family, one, one of the sons can't get a date to save his life, and the other one is just bowling him over. I mean, it's, it's, I had one of them on... Um, on one of the, the uh, I invited him on one of the shows that I had done. Um, it was it, I had him on Geraldo, and they wanted examples, you know. And so he he has a brother who had difficulty getting dates, and you know, and all. But the the other brother, no problems at all, and he ends up getting a degree in psychology. And I, and I think what it was, he was drawn to it because he was drawn to psychology because he just knew what they wanted you know what they wanted to hear what they needed and uh and but he was he could be indifferent and he had he was going out with many women at the same time um and it was just something that that he had but his brother didn't so it came from the same family came from the same values i've Um, seen that too yes yeah i've seen that too absolutely and i agree with you with regard to the fake confidence i mean i don't teach 
how to be a bad boy. I do admit that being a bad boy will work. It'll work for a short amount of time, like two to three months. After that, she'll be on to you, and then she'll be suspicious because, you know, you're out of character. You're, you're lying and deceiving and cheating and what have you. And so eventually you're going to get dumped because of character issues. But initially, will it work? Of course. And why does it work initially? It's because of the what I call and what you also call fake confidence. It, in other words, arrogance and cockiness are a fake form of confidence. So what I try to do with the guy is I try to teach him confidence for real, like where, the confidence that you feel in your gut. And a lot of times you get that confidence because of the type of work you do, your hobbies, your habits, your passions. You know, maybe it was because the person was a pilot and he got the confidence or maybe because he went through XYZ training and he got the confidence. Maybe he's like the best guitar player and that gives him confidence. Whatever it is, you have to develop that inner confidence for real and then it automatically will spill over to the women. So, you know, will the fake confidence work? Sure, but it's not going to work long term. And it's better to develop these skills because the real confidence you can use in any area of your life, not just with yeah. women, but you can use it to further your career or get a job or, you know, pursue your uh, hobby or passion or whatever it is. So it's more universal and more solid. And once you have have that confidence, it stays with you for the rest of your life. No one's going to take that away from you. No. And, you know, many times the guy already has mastered certain things that he's very good at where he could draw from it, and he doesn't realize it. Uh, he's not connecting the dots, yeah. He's not connecting the dots. So I, I knew a guy who was a boxer, very good boxer, just an animal in the ring. He, he, he'd just fall apart in front of a woman, and she started to see him as weak. Yeah. And so he, he couldn't defend her, but this guy could. And it was just, it was really amazing. I said, How, what is it, what's going on with you that you fall apart in front of women like that? And he just, he, he worships them. He worships when he loves women. And it was just something about him that he just didn't know what to do. And it, and it affected the way he dated because they would sense it and they would see it as weakness. And yet he had something he could have drawn on that he was already a master of that he, he was respected for. So it's, uh, it's something that, you know, a lot of guys out there have good jobs, good education. Do you know how many men out there didn't get that far, didn't do right. that? And they make you look like a fool as far as dating goes. You've got, you should have all the confidence in the world, and yet you don't. And he's got all the confidence in the world, and he shouldn't. He shouldn't have any. Yet he's able to get dates, and it's all fake. And so if he can fake it, then you being someone who really is someone with a job and with a purpose and with capabilities should have far more confidence than what you're you're showing right now. Yeah, it's kind of like that old Lincoln line, you have as much confidence as you make make up your mind to be. So, it's yeah. uh, part of it is a, a lack of understanding that you haven't connected the dots. You don't realize how valuable your training and experience is. So, all you have to do now is just bridge the gap and know for sure that that's the quality that women are looking for. And you have to exude that quality without really talking about it. Because I tell guys, don't talk about it because that's bragging, which is a turnoff. But you have to you know, feel that in your gut and just translate it to where it comes across that, you know, you're right. going to say what you want. You're going to, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk, you know, without being rude or arrogant. But, you know, basically yeah. you have to be that person. You have to be the manly, virile person. And think about this. Um, one of the big complaints you'll hear from, like, prison wardens and all is the number of women that come visit these guys that are in prison. And the guards are like, where did they get these? You know, these are people that are in prison, <laughs> right? And they yeah. have women coming to visit them, and the guards can't get dates like this. And so they're looking at this like, how can this be? And I was on the Montel Williams show. And they had built the audience up, you know, where they, they, they went out there before we got there, and they had guys on the stage saying, these guys here think you like jerks, you know. And this one guy wrote a book called Nice Guys Don't Get Laid. And imagine what he's saying about you. And you could hear the women in the audience screaming, right? I had never really been on television but once at that point. So by the time I'm about to walk out there, I'm thinking they're going to tear us apart. And by the end of the show... Um, we got to one point where I basically said, you know something, the reason that men are jerks is because you taught them how to be jerks. 
you showed them what you were attracted to by the guys that you went out with. And Montel stood and said, you know something, you don't laugh at this, because uh, one of the examples I gave was that all these love letters that go to prisoners on death row, you know, what's, the, you know, what's the guaranteed way to get love letters from women you don't know? Be put on death row for serial murders. And it's absolutely yeah, the true. Fir- the first time I heard about this deluge of women falling all over themselves was the two Melendez brothers in Beverly Hills yes. who shot their parents. I think One they were, I don't know, they were teenagers at the time, mm-hmm. maybe 17, 18 years old. And, you know, so I guess these women figure that if you're bold enough to, like, shoot your own parents in cold blood, <laughs> Think how much confidence darn, he has. what else are you capable of? I mean, you know, slay that so, lion, kill that bear, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he'll that's kill his own the parents, ultimate, you know? right? Yeah, and, and, and so one got married in prison. I think the other one, by that time, the warden was going, I had enough of this. You know, I'm not going through all this again. And so, um, and so, so that's the joke, is that the way to get love letters from women you don't know is be put on death row for serial murders. And so for all the guys out there that lack confidence, just think about this, okay? If a woman, and this is the most, this is the, the most difficult thing for a guy is when you ask women out, because you have to make the approach. You have to stick yourself out there and take the bullets if, if it goes bad. And so you, you have to, you know, whereas a woman doesn't have to tell you that she's interested in you, the guy is telling her he is interested in her because he is asking her out. He has to do that. And that's hard to do as it is. And if you mm-hmm. do it and she says no, and then you get three or four of these in a row, well, mm-hmm. it'll blow your confidence out of the water. And so the next person you ask out, she can sense there's nothing left in you, you know, and, and right. it, it'll get worse. And so I just, you know, one thing you've got to realize is she may say no. At the same time, she's finishing a letter to Charles Manson telling you how much she loves him, okay? So her no is meaningless. The fact that she doesn't think that you, you're someone she wants to go out with, it's completely meaningless because she may be interested in a mass murderer. And you're trying to evaluate your self-worth based on someone who dates someone who doesn't treat her well. You know, so it's, a, you know, it's kind of a, um, it's not an evaluation you want to take seriously. And once you realize that a no is meaningless, you can go through a thousand no's and it doesn't matter. It's the one yeses or it's the yeses that work that are gonna or that are worth it. And so I see some bad boys, they they'll go through a bunch of no's because they just ask everybody out or they go after everything and they and the ones who tell them no, they're completely disregarded and move on to the next one. And after they get a few yeses and they start being seen with more and more people, more women will just get to the point where they throw themselves at him because they think if she wants him, then I must want him. And the right. more of them there are that and want wi- him, and women that means operate more by him. consensus anyway. So yes. you know, we absolutely are looking at what other women are doing. Yeah, I mean, she wants him. Gosh, well, he must be something, you know. And <laughs> what's going on with this guy? And it does build up. And I've had this. I've actually been in the middle of this myself, and I was just surprised how I was the same guy as before. And I was getting no's all the time. And suddenly I was dating several women, and I was being seen out, and people knew I was. And then I was being approached while I was on dates. And so it was, it was like, this never happened to me before, and I'm no different than before, and maybe a little worse than I used to be. Uh, that, you know, that, that I was not a, being a, totally a good guy at that time. And it was, it was something that just really surprised me. That really is does work and that that went into the book also i love that yeah um let's take a brief moment here if you've currently joined us you're listening to the men's advocate show with me your host linda gross call in on this topic we are talking to author and funny guy marcus Melaton, and he's written a book called nice guys don't get laid that's nice guys don't get laid so call us at 951-922-3532 again that number is 951-922-3532 if you have a nice guy question or maybe you formerly were a nice guy or you still are a nice guy call us we'd like to hear your questions and comments and help you out with that when we come back from the break let's discuss with marcus what is his nice guy itis are you guilty of this let's sniff this out and let's see if we can turn that ship around we'll see you right back after the break 
Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We have a great topic today. We are uh, currently talking about Nice Guys Don't Get Laid, which is a book from author Marcus Melaton. And you can find the link on my Facebook fan page. Uh, my fan page is the same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Just click on the link and it'll take you to this book and any and all of his books so anyway call us if you happen to be a victim of being a nice guy call us at 951-922-3532 951-922-3532 so marcus how sh how can you uh, what can you tell a guy as if uh you know to see if they are in that nice guy category and what advice do you have for changing that And this was where you've been rejected a couple of times, and you approach another woman, and you're a little bit passive and a little afraid. They they can sense that, and this goes back to that confidence level. And can you protect me? You may be able to totally be able to protect her. You may be ten times better than the last guy she dated or the one she keeps talking about, but that doesn't matter. You've lost your confidence, and she can sense that, and she won't be interested in it. And it's that being nice all the time, you know do all the right things, take her out to a nice restaurant, spend lots of money. You know, you hear this from your aunts and your mothers, like you were saying, and, and you follow it, and it, it's, it, it's awful. And what they're talking about are the things they would like to be doing now. They would like their husband to take them out to a nice place to eat and be nice to them all the time, you know? And, uh, and so they, they look at that and go, they teach men this is what you need to do, but uh, that works well in a marriage. It doesn't work very well when you're dating <laughs> So it's um, so you have that, and that's that's the confidence. The other one is you need to be seen and around as many women as possible because uh, it'll build your confidence up. You'll be around a lot more women. They'll help you out there. They can give you advice. But in addition to that, being seen with other women makes women think that there's something about you they don't know. And, uh, you know, that's so very true. It's mm -hmm. like success begets more success. I mean, you know this from your real estate career. It's, you know, you just got a listing and all of a sudden, bam, here comes another listing the same day. Right. It's like, wow, 
I'm on fire. And then the next day you get listing number three. So, you know, use that same logic with regard to women that if you have one date, just keep going. Don't just play out one date, you know, just one at a time and wait out the 60 days or whatever. No, you just keep going because the more you find success for that, you know, at some point in time, um, the the scales will tip to where the women will be attracted to you and be coming forward to you because it's like, what does this guy have that he's attracting all these women? Yeah, you know, and so but you're the true. same guy as you were. You're still the same guy, and your confidence will be built up just by the fact if you have a girlfriend or something. And something that would always drive me crazy is the number of women, they'll go out with someone and that'll be her boyfriend suddenly, you know, and she won't date anybody else. You know, I've always thought that was kind of silly. You know, you should be dating and seeing as many women as possible so that you can make a decision as to what, you know, what's the right person. You're not, you know, I see these, I see women talk about how they're trying to make it work. Why be with someone that you have to try and make it work with? It should be easy. It should be just, it should just be right there in front of you. Um, well, you know, I think when women do it, women um, are victims of what I call the uh, the monogamy gene or something. Mm-hmm. You know, women are inherently monogamous, and they will only date one guy for the most part. I mean, things have changed in the last 10 years or right. so because of social media. But in general, genetically speaking, women date one guy at a time. They go on one date, and they're already talking about marriage and babies. Like, shoot, the guy doesn't even know you. We barely, like, sat down for coffee or, or an ice cream or whatever it is, and you're already asking about marriage and babies. I don't even know if I like you yet. <laughs> so I tell women, don't do that. That's, you know, it's oh, yeah. women should That's be really dating, multiple dating, just like guys do. And yeah, by the way, guys are inherently polygamous, that it was never in a man's nature to be monogamous. Monogamous means that you have made a conscious decision to forfeit other women. But that's yes. not your inherent nature. Your inherent biological nature is, you know, you spread your seed and bam, you're, you know, the next day you're on to the next village at the next camp, spreading your seed some more at the next village. So... You know, you're meant to be a rolling stone, and that's all well and good until you find the one that you really want to just, you know, isolate and settle down with, and then you can do that. Now, that, that's really good advice, and this, this is where, where men fail, is that, yes, they go out and they date a lot of people, they see a lot of people, and they should, and that's when they'll make their decision. How many times have you seen where a woman has lived with the guy for 5, 10 years, she's reaching 35, 40, and then he finds someone, says, calls, you know, breaks up with her, and then gets married within a year. And before that, he didn't want to get married, he didn't want to have children. Next thing you know, he's having children with the woman he had just met, and he lived with this one, a different one, for 10 years. Absolutely. I mean, I come across this all the time, and you'll see they'll be utterly shocked and one thing that, that women can learn from this is that men, men will make a decision. When they come across the one they really want, they go for it. And if they're living with you for 10 years and they're thinking about it and y'all are arguing over it, it, he very easily could meet someone and within a year be married and already have a kid. Right. And you know, he probably and, and knows all that on the first date with the new person. It's, exactly. In fact, I, it's look, my I contention dated, yeah. that he knows he's going to get married before he even meets the girl. It's like mm-hmm. there's a mind shift that happens between the, the ages of 30 and 35. You know, prior to that, maybe he's finishing his education. Maybe he's trying to get his career going. He wants to feel solid enough to, uh, you know, have the addition of marriage and family. You know, he wants to be legit, right? So he's not yeah. usually, men are not marriage-minded in their 20s. But there's something that happens between the ages of, say, 30, 32 to 35 that this the that that switch gets turned on and he'll he's like yeah i've had my fun i do want to get married and you know he makes that decision ahead of meeting the girl so if if you're the uh, victim if you're the girl that's been in that relationship for five to eight years the chances of it happening are so slim <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. even worth it i mean i know I, you love the guy but yeah. it's not worth it i mean he's just not in that mode them. Or he's not in that mode with you. Right. 
and see which either way is decision. bad news for the girl yeah. so get out if you're the girl yeah and, and again going back to if you have to constantly work it out to make it work there's someone out there you don't have to work things out with they just fit and uh you know i was i got married after 40 i'd never even gotten close to being married before that and i was actually someone who dated and been tended to get married at some point and uh but within three months of dating the person I, I got, i'm married to now I was married. I was I was engaged within three months. Wow! And, um, see that took her, Good and she you. was dating somebody at the time when I met her. And I, that ended, and we got engaged within three months. And we got married three months later. And and how was it for you? Did you realize that okay, I'm at a point now where I want to get married ahead of meeting the new person? Um, I was a- you know I was I tended to be wife. someone who could have been married, but I just didn't come across the right person, and I had the problem that I wrote the book about. I was a nice guy. You know, and uh-huh. I wasn't getting it, and uh, I wasn't understanding it. And then once I did, I played the field for you know, five, ten years, and then came across this, and it was it. And there was no question about it. There was no hesitation. I got married, you know, and right. that's the way it was. And a lot of women don't realize if, if, if she's right for him, he'll, he'll want to get married. He'll want to get married quickly. Living together for five, ten years, uh-uh. No, you weren't. You weren't the easy decision. He's looking for the easy decision. Right. He may not know he's looking for the easy decision, but he's looking for the easy decision. And I think the current uh, social, you know, temperature of the day is, you know, men aren't marriage minded, and marriage mind, marriage is this outdated thing. And how do you feel about that? Is it outdated, or is just not the right time and place for for his juncture in his life and or or she's not the right person? Yeah, you know, that, that's a hard question. I mean, I see so many people living together now. It's, it's much more than it ever had been before. And, mm-hmm. it, um, and I think men are married, you know, can get married. And, and, you know, women don't really put their foot down when it comes down to it. There's some things you just shouldn't handle. There's some things that you shouldn't accept. And mm-hmm. a lot of women will accept things. You know, he's cheating once or he's going out or he's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, women don't make much demands of men. You know, it used to be a long time ago that you had to earn a living because it was about survival, you know, that, that the guy had to earn a living. The families looked for guys that had money, you know, mm-hmm. and because you had to earn a living. Well, now no one has to worry about starving to death. So women are accepting guys that aren't going anywhere. You know, and, and it's, um, you know, and they're living together and things aren't working out the way they are. And it's not good for children to have people, you know, just wander around, have some children here, move over there, have some children there, you know, get all the families together. You know, it's just, you know, I don't think it's going that well um, mm-hmm. overall. But ultimately, you know, I, I see a lot of women, the ones that are really good at, at dating and attracting men and all, they, um, they make demands of their men. And, and men like to have demands made of them to an extent. They want to be, you know, they want praise. They, they want, want you to, to be praise them. Going, too. That is, yeah, that's incredible what you did getting that car working, you know, or, you know, or you've got such a good job and look at the raises you're getting. They, they want to get that kind of praise because they're looking for that kind of praise. They work hard to get the praise. The ones who are good, I mean, there's some that don't do anything, right? But mm-hmm. the ones that, that they, they, they do want that praise uh, and, women should somewhat want the guy to be a driver, you know, want to be good in the relationship, want to do well, but they don't make a lot of demands of it. And they end up living with a guy that's not good, and that relationship's not going anywhere, and she's trying to be monogamous, and he's, you know, then eventually comes across someone that, you know, that, that does fit him well, and then that's the end of that. But women that are really good at it, they do make some demands. They won't accept certain things, you know, and a guy will abide by those. If they see that she's going to set up standards for him, he's got something to work for also. He doesn't want it to be easy. Right. Absolutely. And he doesn't want women that are You know easy. what? I was, yeah. reading, I was yeah. reading in your book description uh, something about your book was, by the way, we're talking about the book Nice Guys Don't Get Laid with author... Marcus Melaton. Anyway, Marcus, I was reading in your book description about your book was assigned as required reading in a college-level sociology co- course. Yeah. Tell us how that came to be. That's that's quite an honor. Well, I didn't. Yeah, it was. I didn't see it coming, and no one even told me. 
I was I was from a bookstore in Illinois, someplace at a university. I would get these orders for thirty books every you know uh, every semester, and I finally called up the bookstore and I said, "Why are you get Why are you ordering this?" And he said, "Well, it's required reading for one of the sociology classes." And I tried to get a hold of the professor. He never turned my calls or anything, but I would get orders, you know, for for thirty books, and it would be going to the bookstore, and it was one of the books that was required reading. Um, I've had women read the drop the, the the book and drop their boyfriends afterwards because I did such a good job of explaining how the bad boy operates and how it's always about him and how badly it can end. And I teach in a joking way how to become that bad boy. Um, and that if they read it and then they look at their boyfriend, they always look at their boyfriend, the bad boy. They mm-hmm. always look at him as being somewhat mysterious, and there's something there worth salvaging, and she just wants to find that what, what that is. And when she reads the book, I've described how millions of men out there are exactly like him. He's not special. There's nothing individually good about him. And she's stuck on a guy that has nothing, and she didn't realize it. And once she sees the road map, and he, she's watching him do to her what, you know, what's in the book, she realizes he's not special at an end. Yeah, absolutely. I think women just like home improvement projects. They, they, you know, it's like the guy is 90% there, but he's got one or two or three really horrible yeah. qualities. But you know what? She's so skilled that she can turn those bad qualities She's a around. Woman. So She's a I think women love that. Him. You know, it's yeah, like they, they love, drinking. you know, <laughs> facial makeovers, you know, personal mm-hmm. makeovers or hairdo makeovers or fashion makeovers. You're kind of like in the same, men are kind of in the same category that mm-hmm. those one or two or three bad qualities, heh, she can turn that around. So it, I, it becomes a, a challenge to her. Yeah. I had a woman describe it as being, I look at a guy and I, I see, um, I see what he could be, not what he is. And I should be looking at what he is and not what he could be. Yes. So she's going, he could be, you know, he has these capabilities, or he talks about that he has these capabilities, or that he would like to do this, but he's not that person. And so she's attracted to what he could be rather than what he is, and then, the, you know, the whole thing about confidence versus arrogance, you know, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Um, so that that is something that, uh, you know, that I found that, that you see quite a lot of, and Going back to the, there was a woman that I used to date, and the only reason I dated her, and she knew this, um, was that, I mean, we were good friends. I really like her. She's, she's a flirt, but she's very good at it. And she's not a flirt like, you know, like a, um, you know, a loose woman or something. She just knew how to, how to make guys feel good. She would mm-hmm. talk to them. She'd find out what they did. She would praise them for it and things like that. And they would just, and she was real cute. And she was always busy. Everyone was always dating her. And if I didn't have a date, I would call her up, and we'd go to a party or something, and I would bring her just to make everybody else jealous. And it was, it was something, when she would walk into a place, you could almost see the hair on the backs of women's necks come up. Just they would sense her. And, she was, and, and their, their husbands would come over and talk to her, and she'd make them all feel great. And all, you know, it, was just, it was just real funny. So I would take her out, and the fact that I was with her drew women to me. Mm-hmm. What did she see in him? Why is she dating him? And so it was kind of, and, and we used to laugh about this, you know, because she wasn't really interested in me. And I was interested in her at first, but after a while I started to see how this was all working out. And she she was just a blast. She was a lot of fun. And she drew other women to me. And, uh, and it was fun to watch, and it became part of the book also. Quite interesting. I think a, a big problem with women today is they don't know how to have fun, and they mm-hmm. they're not chill. They're they're you know as a guy they're just not fun to be around. They're no. you know like I said earlier they're automatically jumping to marriage and babies and where do you live and how much money do you make like all these mm-hmm. questions yeah. that are you know like FBI questions. The guy doesn't want to hear it. No. He just wants to have a good time yeah. and know and that you're of, fun to be around. So yeah, I think this like lady guys. friend that you're talking about yeah. absolutely fit that description, and that's why she was so successful. Yeah. And, and, and there's, a, there's certain parts of the country I've lived in. Washington, D.C. is probably the worst place on earth for dating. And uh, I lived there for about five years. And women deep down didn't trust and didn't like men. Just didn't, didn't but they knew they wanted to be with them. They just didn't like them. Um, learn to like guys. 
you know, there, there are things about guys that are interesting and fun. You may not want to do what they do. You may not want to talk like they talk or brag or anything like that. But learn to like guys because there's a lot of women that really don't like men, but they, they feel a need to be with them, and they just don't like them. And, and so they don't like what they do, and it's kind of, you know, and, and that's never going to work out very well. Um, she liked guys. She liked what they did. She thought it was funny. But she was a total feminist woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that was something that she had. Um, and men are attracted to that because, uh, you know, we get trashed quite a lot in press. And, and you, you know, the, the book you've written, you must have caught a lot of trouble just for the title. Oh, Absolutely. You know, I mean, I my God, I've developed a thick skin, but yes, I got trash quite a bit. Yeah, um, you know, with mastering women, I mean, I can't even imagine what's wrong with they... you, and why are you oh, giving yeah, up all our secrets? And are you yeah. anti-woman? Are you mm-hmm. anti-feminism? It's like, no. well, of course, none of those things are true. But you know, I just wanted to tell people how it is. It's not yeah. how what you think it is or how it should be. Look at what is, because you you have to acknowledge what is before you can move forward. So right. if you're in dreamland. You know, you're never going to learn anything. No, yeah. If you're going to listen to your aunt, you're going to go take her out for dinner and be sweet to her and nice and never disagree with her. It's going to go bad, you know, <laughs> consistently and over and over again. And uh, just like you were saying, so it was a. Uh, so my book was like that too. I, I mean, I would go into a show and they go, "Oh, so you you feel like women should be beat?" And I said, "No, that's not it. That's not what this is about." You know, one of my original reasons for doing the book was watching an Oprah show. And with the early shows, the ones that first came out, and it was about how bad men were. And I'm looking, I'm going, well, you chose the guy. Why did you choose the guy? You could have dated somebody else, and you wouldn't be saying And you know what? Stage. As a woman, maybe there's 50 things you don't like about guys, but go ahead and start finding the five things that you do like about guys. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. like a, is the glass half empty or half full kind of thing? I mean, you choose your destiny. You choose whether you're going to be happy or not. So, yeah, it's easy to focus on the negatives, but instead, why not focus on the positives and go after that? So, yeah. I so totally mastering agree women with you. is basically mastering women is basically um, you know knowledge is power. Exactly. And I didn't understand how this worked, and I had a hard time dating, and I didn't get it. And that's why I wrote my book. I basically laid out: once you understand what's going on, it's so much easier to see what's happening, and it's so much harder to lose your confidence because when you know what's happening, if she rejects you, you just don't care. It just, I mean. I'm sorry, I'd like to have gone out with her, but you might you might me, care for a millisecond, but you don't let it wreck your life. How about no. that? Marcus, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks everybody for listening to the Men's Advocate Show. We'll see you each and every Wednesday, three PM Pacific, six PM Eastern time. Go to the uh, iPhone app and download my brand new mobile app. The Android is coming soon and share your love, uh, show your love, listen, call, like our fan page. 